Hey listeners, quick question. Are you tired of overpaying for your mobile plan? I've got the answer. Ting Mobile. Ting Mobile is all about flexibility and savings. You only pay for what you use, no crazy fees or overages. It's perfect for those who want control over their phone bill without s- sacrificing quality. Say goodbye to bloated phone bills. Go to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash ting. Ting Mobile. Mobile that makes sense. And welcome to another episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. So this episode is a pretty heavy episode. So if you are not in the right mindset, or if you are listening with somebody who should not be listening to something a little bit heavier, maybe you should pause the episode, save this for later. So the subject for this episode is suicide. And... There's so many places that I could really start with this, but honestly, the place that I want to start is to get something off my chest that, honestly, I have something that is a pretty big pet peeve of mine with suicide, and it's not suicide itself. It's the way that suicide is conceived. It's when people say that it is selfish. Because unless you're putting yourself in that person's shoes, you don't understand where that person is coming from. Now, I understand that, yeah, that person is leaving some people behind and all that good stuff. But guess what? The person who attempted, committed, whatever, suicide, they were not in their right mindset. They were a completely different person when they did this. They were hurt. They were in a spot where they thought they could not come out of, and they thought that this was the only move. Now, yes, they left a lot of people hurting. They left a lot of people to pick up their mess, I guess you could say. However, in that moment, it was not on their mind. And were you to talk to them the next day, they would say, That was not me, and I apologize for all of my actions. So, first of all, if you get to talk to them the next day, be kind to them because they don't mean to do what they're doing. And more than likely, they regret it. And honestly, you need to put yourself in their shoes. And I know that's easier said than done, but this is just something from me to you from somebody who has thought about it and pretty much been there, not actually been so far into it, but been a different person, been been kind of deep in. So, And I think it's really important to also mention that, which I don't think you really touched on, is that right. this isn't an irrational thing that people do. No. And... And so they're not sitting there thinking about all the people that they're going to hurt at the moment when they're doing it. Not even. They just do it. They just hit a breaking point and they do something that is not rational at all to do. Yeah. So so to say that, well, it's so selfish. Well, they're not looking at it from that perspective at all when when this happens. No. 
afterwards, when you come out of the fog, you realize, wow, I would have hurt this person, this person, this person. And wow, I would have been missing out on this, etc., etc. But at that very moment, you think that's the only way to solve my problem. So you really have to think about that. And I understand that it's hard if you've never been in that place or close to that place. But these are just things that you need to consider. And I understand that it feels selfish to somebody who is left behind. However, you do need to try to try as hard as you can to put yourself in that shoe, in those shoes. And, um, and just really think about what it would feel like to think, that there is no other way out. So anyway, with that, I I had thought about looking up some facts, even though I'm not a huge person on facts and all that good stuff, because sometimes I feel like... You're not a huge person for statistics. Yes, yeah, statistics. She uh, does I, like facts. Yeah, sorry. I, I love facts. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I had thought about looking up statistics. I had my word wrong there. I thought about looking up some statistics, because I do feel like sometimes you can make up pie charts and all that for really anything. But while I was looking for statistics about this, I wasn't really finding the information that I wanted to find, such as the ages that that commit suicide, etc. But I did find some helpful information, such as the the groups that I would find to be the largest groups and the groups that I actually find that I think a lot of people would find to be the largest groups to commit suicide which is teenagers, you know, those dramatic teenagers. (laughs) That is not the largest group. That is, I would say, third or fourth on both the female and male list. I think the male was possibly, was I think, say the mid, like midlife crisis type group. That's what I call it. You know, 40s, 50s-ish. So, hey, Eric, you're right about that. <laughs> no, I, not to make make light of it, but this is a heavy episode. So so I don't know why. what would bring that up. Maybe it is a midlife crisis. Uh, as, I, I would say if I, if I had to guess, which is one of these things I like to do is to yeah. come up with theories on why. I would say if you think about it, like 40s, 50s, you, you're possibly looking at your kids are growing up, moving out of the house, going yeah. to college. You're losing that. You, you're you stuck um, with a wife that all of a sudden you have to relearn because you used to rely on the children to keep you together. Your whole life, your whole life has been your children for probably the past 18, what, 19, 18, 20 years, probably more than that nowadays. And so that's a massive change in your lifestyle. Yeah. And, and again, we're and just speculating can, here. Yeah, that but, can put people into, I would imagine that, that any sort of massive change in your right. life is a catalyst for, if you were a little bit depressed before this, it could put you all over the edge in depression after going through something big. And that's not just, that's just one of the many things that could change. It could be retirement. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, just all these things that happen right. later on in life. If you think about it, like once you get towards the tail end of your life, 
it's almost as big of changes. Nobody right. really thinks about it in that way, but it's almost as dramatic of changes as, as the beginning of the year life. Yeah. So I am surprised, though, that teenage suicide isn't bigger in it in the groupings just because i mean they're still large it's just they don't hit the top marks and see and and females it's it's even older than that and my speculation is because of menopause because i have heard of women who get depression during menopause menopause so and 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 again yes you're going through all those other changes but i think the point that I'm trying to make here is that it's it's not always the the people that you think it's going to be. It's not your dramatic teens. It's not always your mentally ill. It's it's any kind of change that can trigger. Mm-hmm. It can be oh my gosh, I had a job today and I just got fired and I have bills to pay. I have this house that I just bought, but now I don't have a job. What am I going to do? I don't have any other choice but to get out of this life. And so it's just random things like that. Whereas if that person had stopped to think, and and I'm guilty of not thinking when I'm, I, I'm guilty of being in panic mode and not thinking. But if, if sometimes you stop to think, you go, okay, wait, let's stop, make a plan. Mm-hmm. However, when you get in these modes, you get deeper, 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 and you're not yourself. And you realize, you start to, in your head, think, not realize, but you start to think there is no way out. And anybody, anybody can make that decision, no matter where they are in their life, where they are in terms of their health, their mental stability, just one flash decision can set them off. So it, it really it really just comes down to you don't know who it is. And there's not always a rational reason as to why. Sometimes people go, well, gosh, I thought they had it all together. I, I don't know what made them do it. And, and they, they try to assign a reason. I know we recently watched a show where uh, a son committed suicide and the the family saw him in his afterlife and the son was just like you guys are all trying to create reason to something that has no reason and that really hit me because i think that's kind of not the definition of suicide but in in short that's what it is mm-hmm. is that Sometimes you just need an out, but sometimes you can't really define, like, there's no reason to it. It's just in that split moment. It's irrational. It's an irrational, you know, act. It's Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the person is irrational. No, everybody does irrational things once or twice in their life. And, yeah, you know, I mean, this is to me is a pretty dramatic irrational act but it's still just an irrational act right and I right. mean we're I all guilty of it yeah. and I mean if you're one person that says that well I mean I would never do it think back in your life I mean at some point in time in your life you've done something irrational that right. just when you look back look at it now you're like why did I ever do that that doesn't make any right. sense think about think about how many times you've said 
I'm never going to drink again. And then guess what? That next weekend, you're out drinking again. Mm. Think about how many times you say, I'm never eating at this place again. It made me so full or whatever. And then you ate there. Just all these different things that you say, I'm never going to do or I'll never. And you do. Everybody makes irrational choices or bad decisions in the spur of the moment. And this is just another one of them. And it's a sad and really, really drastic, but that that's what it is. It's just... It is. It is. And and I'm not going to lie. I have, I have thought about it. I thought deeply about it. There have been times in my life that have gotten very dark. I... Um, I've thought, okay, I I have actually thought about ways that I would do it. I'm not going to disclose that, partially for Eric's sanity, partially because I also don't want to give anybody ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've thought about, okay, what would be the way that I would do it that one would not harm somebody else? And by that, I mean physically. <laughs> You know, like I wouldn't drive the wrong way on the road, that kind of thing. And then I thought, okay, what would be the cleanest way? Just strange things like that, that went, that have gone through my head in dark times. And it's a, it, it kind of sends a, a chill through you when you think of these things. And every so often that comes in my head and I think, wow, I have actually like not fully planned it out thought of like, oh, I'm going to do it on the 4th of November at nine o'clock. No, I haven't thought of that, but I thought about, okay, if I do this, how will I do this? Or how would I do this? And then I thought, and then I, I feel like I remember one day I, I almost said, I, I want you to take my keys because I didn't want to do something bad. I don't recall this day. But one thing I'd like it was to a say, long time ab- ago. say about that is that it's very ironic because the way you're describing it right now, it almost sounds like you're rationalizing an ir- irrational act. And I think it's important to point out that while you were probably rationalizing certain aspects of this, you were stuck in a bubble where this was still the only option that you had. And so it was still very irrational, even though you were rationalizing certain aspects of it. Like, oh, what's the clean way to do it? Or something that seems like you're almost like premeditating it and doing it in a rational way. But you're still stuck in this bubble that you can't break out of to see how irrational of an act it, it actually is. I think the thing is, is because I was, I was in a dark place, but I still, I had one foot in the dark place, but I still had one foot in, I don't want to say reality, but in, in an okay place where I knew that, okay, I'm not going to do it, but hey, if I did, and that doesn't make it okay. And it, it, it sounds weird even saying it to myself and I can't even I can't even explain it to myself it's strange actually when I speak it out loud and when you question me about it I'm not really sure that I can explain it because it is an irrational act 
But the point is, I think I knew where I was well enough to not pull it off. I think it was just one of those things where I was dark enough where I had an idea of what I would do, but not dark enough where I would pull it off. Mm -hmm. And I think there's two. I think it's not uncommon for people to have those thoughts that you're describing. Where I think it becomes the actual really irrational is when you actually go through with it. Like I think there's a huge, huge step between thinking about it and then actually doing it. Because I think there is a large amount of people that have thought about it. And in fact, I think a lot of people, if they told me they hadn't thought about it, I probably wouldn't believe them. I don't know statistics. I'm not a psychologist to make that assumption to tell you that that's fact. But I just find it very, very unlikely to me that there's a huge amount of people out there in the world that have not hit a point where they have at least it's crossed their mind because i mean didn't you even in like high school or college have just some dark in high school i did high school i did and and but i mean and that was very brief well and yeah and it was very uh i don't know it's hard to explain but but I look back at it now, and it's probably just me being much more rational now about things than I was back then. And because I look back at it now, and I was like, "Yeah, there, I would have never done that." Well, back in high school, but, we were all an Avril Lavigne song. I mean, everything was so dramatic. Right, yeah. By so. the way, I love Avril Lavigne, so it's okay. But she was so dramatic, and that's why I'm surprised that it isn't bigger because everything is so dramatic and. In high school. And yeah, it's like, like that. it's like, like, what do you mean they don't love me? Yeah. What? Yeah. I need to go kill myself. And it's like Romeo and Juliet. And... and it's just, and I mean, maybe it's just me, but I still feel like high school was one of the hardest points of time in my life because everything is so clicky. And no, so, it's so not. Just, it's not just you. When I talked with my friend Lisa, who is going to be on our next episode, her and I were talking and we're like, yeah, high school was not cool. And I think it's got to be worse these days just because of the social media. For me, high school, the only good part of it was that I was on swim team. So I kind of had that group of friends or a group of friends in the swim team. And yeah, it was very clicky. So it was very hard we're going off on a major we, off the topic. So yeah, please, we we please really, direct back to. I still yeah I still remember those thoughts. Do I think about it now? No. Sometimes do I think, my God, would I be better off not here? Yeah. Does pretty much everybody think would I be better off here? Probably. I don't know. Like there there are days where I no joke think. I just want to sit in my room or have a small apartment so that I can sincerely sit in a box in the corner because then I don't have to deal with people or anything. Although that's probably better for the social anxiety episode that we just recently <laughs> released. But but no, sometimes I, I do just think this is too much for me and it's overwhelming. But honestly, my first instinct these days is to cut myself rather than the suicide thought. Well, let's which, not do either of them. Uh, I so. know. 
I won't do either of them. However, which would you rather, Eric? I know neither. Option three. Okay. But I'm just saying, I don't I don't very much have suicide thoughts anymore. If anything, it's like a quick flash, like a flash of lightning. It comes in and I go, it'd be better if, if this was just done. So I want you guys to know that if you're worried about me, I'm dealing. I'm dealing. That's that's the best I can tell you guys. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not gonna do the whole canned. I'm fine. I'm dealing every day. I'm dealing, and that's what you gotta do. You deal. So yeah, I mean, I have hard times, and I think about this. And some days, yeah, some days are harder than others. But but that's that's just what we think. But honestly, like I said, I just have to check in with myself from time to time. And it helps me really understand other people. Again, like I said, blessings and curses, right? And this is a touchy subject for me. Sometimes I want to go to events that talk about suicide and I'm all set to do it. And then all of a sudden I can't because I start thinking about it. And then I have a tough day because I just think about all that's gone through my head with it. But no, it, it, it becomes easier. It becomes easier with time. You you come up with coping mechanisms. And you just have to tell yourself that you're, you're better here. You have things that you like here. You look at all the successes that you've made throughout your, your time here here. You look at all the times that you haven't committed suicide, that you haven't thought about it. The last time that I've really thought about it. I don't even know the last time I thought about it. And I think you have to look at the accomplishments that you've made. And that's really what you have to look at. And, and that's, that's really, that's really what, what it boils down to. It, it, It does get to be a touchy subject for me. And and I think this this one is is really is a little bit tough for me. So yeah, I, I guess do you have anything to add to that, Eric? Well, I think what I would say is one one of the things just in I kinda wanna bring this back around to you in a minute, but one of yeah. the things I would say is that we kinda talked about how I think everybody has probably had this thought in their head at some point in time in their life. Right. Whether it's major or minor. Yeah. But it's uh, everybody, it's crossed everybody's head. And so we, let's just say, so I'm sure, I'm sure there's one person out there that has never thought about this in a single time, but, but let's just pretend that everybody has Uh, at the same time, everybody in the world also has good things in their life. Yeah. And if you feel yourself getting into this rut where all you can think about is the bad things, please just stop and reflect on your life because I promise you there's good things out there too. And and just force yourself to stop and think about those good things because I think probably nine out of 10 times that's going to do a massive amount to lift you up. It might not bring you out of it. It might not make everything perfect, but it's going to help you to not do something irrational. Yep. It's, It's very true. It's very true. Honestly, yesterday, I believe it was, I had an incredibly bad day and it wasn't quite suicide worthy, but it was almost cut worthy. 
It was very close. So I, I was alone with my thoughts, honestly, which is the worst place to be. And anybody who has some kind of a mental illness will probably understand where this, where I'm coming from is being alone with your own thoughts. Congratulations. It sucks. And I was just literally thinking, okay, so where's my blade? All that good stuff. To bring myself out of it, I thought, okay, so I have a list of things to do. First of all, I'm a very music-driven person. I got a really good song in my head. That helped me. And then I knocked out two of my tasks that I had to do that a lot of you, I think, that listen to this are probably going to understand this. You're, you're going to feel the same way that I do, that some of the smallest tasks can be the biggest challenges. You have a task list, right? And you're like, yeah, that's not that hard, but I'm just going to keep putting it off. And then you're like, well, a chore that really took me two minutes to do was about a four hour duty because I put it off for like three hours and 58 minutes. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got a good song going, as soon as I did those two tasks, I started to feel a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. Now, am I great today? No, I... This this whole week, it's it's been really, I've been really off, but I'm getting there. You and I talked tonight. We talked about my mood. You're aware of where I'm at. And again, that's, that's a good thing is have somebody who knows where you're at. And you just got to think about the positives. You got to kind of, kind of try to knock things out on your list, whatever. And I understand if you can't knock things out on your list because... I also understand when you're depressed, you put those things off. Believe me, I know that best. So like Eric said, think about the positives in your life. Think about what you'd be missing out on if if you weren't here. Think about what people would be missing out on. And I know that's easier said than done right now, or maybe not right now, but when you're in that moment, because you, you think that people wouldn't be missing out on anything because sometimes I read posts and, and it's like, the world is a better place with you in it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but believe me, I think that sometimes to myself. But then think of it from the from the other side and, and think, what would you be missing out on? Think about, okay, do you like to travel? Are you? Would you miss out on that? Do you have a spouse that you just love? Do you have a cat? Do you have kids? Do you have... What would you be missing out on? And just start making a list. Just just do something. And when you're having a good day, try to make a list. Try to make try to figure out what you can do when you are in a bad place. And in two weeks, we're gonna have a really great episode from my friend Lisa. So Lisa, she went through a mental health first aid training. And it'll help somebody who is in a situation like mine or you if you have mental health issues or if you're in a situation like Eric who's supporting somebody with mental health issues so that can also give you some more tip so and I, I just have one more tip of and course. I've, I've been trying to get that Tracy to do this tip for a really long time but it never works I'm real stubborn but 
I always find, and granted, I probably don't get as low as a lot of the people that might be listening to this podcast or are out there, but the absolute best thing to do when you're low, go for a power walk, go for a run, go for a swim. If you can't do any of that, find a stupid podcast that makes you laugh every time (laughs) and just listen to it over and over again. I mean... It's true. Laughter is contagious. Yeah. No matter how bad of a mood you're in, if you put something on that you constantly laugh at when you're in a good mood, you might have to listen to it 7 to 11 times, but eventually it's going to lift your spirits. Yeah. And and just do that. Yeah. It is is very true. And, And don't be like Tracy and say, I can't listen to a podcast when I'm like this. Because, yeah, you can. It no. might not be worth it the first time, but if you keep doing it, eventually it's going to lift your spirits up to get you back to the point where... I think I can listen to a podcast, especially especially this review and reviews. That one, I, I think I think those guys oh, look are... look at that. A plug. A plug. <laughs> a plug for somebody else in Appleton Podcast Co-op. Those guys are pretty funny. I listened to one. You guys, they will make you laugh, but... Sometimes exercising works for me and sometimes it does not work for me. So you got to find whether that works for you or not. Because uh, sometimes I just judge myself way too harshly. But uh, a tip in case you did not know this, it releases the whole natural endorphins and makes you happy. And I'm going to tell Tracy why when she works out, it d- doesn't always work for her. Because I'm too hard on myself. Well, and you're doing... You're doing things that you can like judge yourself on how well you're doing it and get mad at yourself <laughs> for not doing it well enough. If you jump on an exercise bike, no matter how bad of a mood you're in, you can't really screw that up. Just get That's on a true. bike and get your heart pumping and it'll make you feel better. I know. I try and- to do like yoga and I'm like, my downward dog doesn't look <laughs> as good as hers. My heels don't touch the floor. <laughs> I know. I just... So, but I just want you guys all to know you're not alone. And I am going to put in the the podcast notes and hopefully I'll be able to put some links on Instagram and Facebook, for sure Facebook, about some suicide hotlines, etc. that you guys can get a hold of if you do need it. Courtesy of my good friend, Lisa. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. So, but I I do very much want you guys to know that, again, I'm here for support. But, and also, like I said, Eric and I, again, not doctors. But we do want to be here to support you guys. Give our accounts of everything. But before we do go, I want to read you guys... uh, It's kind of a little bit of a quote type thing that was posted on one of my favorite Instagram handles that I follow. It's called, it's from a safe place in your head. So I, again, I highly recommend that you follow them, but just says in case no one's told you lately, you're not a burden. It's okay to be struggling. It's okay to tell people you're struggling. Please tell people you're struggling. Don't suffer in silence. Tell someone. Get help. It's okay to need help. Please get yourself help. You're not the exception. 
the world is more when you're in it. You're worth it. You're a good person. Thank you for existing. You're beautiful. You're not the exception to recovery. Please stay alive. If you're looking for a sign not to kill yourself, this is it. Please stay alive. People love you. I love you. Don't give up. You're not the exception to recovery. And that one really hit me. And I really hope that uh, that all of you guys listen to that because that really does apply to all of you. And I really appreciate all of you guys listening to us because I really want to want to pour my heart out to you guys and help anyone that I can. And, and I'll be hanging out here when she does it. <laughs> and helping me and helping you. <laughs> yeah. So... That's it for this week's episode. And as I said, in two weeks, we're going to have my very good friend, Lisa. So, Eric, you got a little time off. (laughs) Just enough time to record the other podcasts that I have to record. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys haven't already given them a, a listen, give Milwaukee Mafia and Fox City's Murder and Mayhem a listen. And if you are an entrepreneur, you can check out One Million Cups of Appleton. That as well. So that's it for now. We'll see you in two weeks. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. I'm not going to